Okay, let's introduce ourselves before we forget and get to the end, and we're doing it. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Two Hot Takes. I'm your host, Morgan. And I'm Alejandra. And I'm Lauren. That was better. Good job. It was better. It was better. Perfect. That was better. (laughs) Coming at you guys with a trio episode. Um, We're so excited for this. It's been like a freaking request. People have been, trio, bring them back. Yeah. When was the first one? Months ago? Forever ago. First and only, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were scared to do another trio. Yeah, we were. But here we are. But here we are with truly spooky vibes. Mm. Paranormal. I'm, I'm, are you shocked she's doing this one? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, how scary can it be? Um... some listener write-ins that actually sent in pictures of their ghost like it's <gasps> it's pretty scary oh shit okay yeah lauren um is really really scared of like scary movies like she cannot listen to crime like true crime podcasts like she can't really watch scary movies and so before we started recording tonight she's like should i watch squid game mm-hmm. and we're like no you you will <laughs> cry and have a nervous breakdown well i originally thought that squid games was like another like the circle or like too hot to handle <laughs> so <laughs> I thought it was just like a reality show. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. No, that shit it's is very much not. <laughs> that shit is dark. Yeah. No. Dark. I would never but recommend. I did go to the Stanley Hotel uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. which okay. it's in Estes Park, and apparently it's where The Shining was filmed. And our um, our driver was saying that um, I I said driver because it wasn't a uber driver apparently they only do like safe rides there but the nice. driver sounded very like elite like my driver <laughs> but no um but anyway um he was saying that uh, jim carrey filmed there for dumb and dumber and or stayed there when they were filming there um and apparently he ran out and said i, I refuse to stay at this hotel <gasps> it's haunted yeah yeah Ooh, yeah really? and it's and super haunted our server said that he's only been working there for like six months but he said that he had a guest that took all of her clothes off and ran around naked in the lobby saying that a ghost was chasing her. Oh. And I had drinks well, there. So like That's impressive. Thank you. And yeah. did you know this going into it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. I mean I didn't impressive. know like the other stories, but I knew that it was like haunted. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This is kind of funny that you mentioned that because we have a listener write in from the Stanley. Ooh. Yeah. And it happened six months ago. Oh, it was her. She's naked. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So listener writes in and she goes, What happened to me at the Stanley Hotel? Hello, this happened to me about six months ago when I was visiting Colorado with my family, for context. Myself and my boyfriend had booked night tour tickets to the Stanley, and I was thrilled. For clarification, I am something of a hopeful skeptic, and my boyfriend is more on the side of disbelief entirely. I would just go ahead and call him a skeptic, but his conviction goes far beyond the ramifications of the word in this context to my belief. I think he thinks the whole idea of ghosts and the paranormal is fun, but it just doesn't seem realistic to him and he outright refuses to put any belief in the idea. I was genuinely excited for the whole thing. Me being the little ghoul I am had already done research into the whole history of the building and was mainly just excited to be there and see what the tour had to offer. My boyfriend, the trooper he is, was just along for the ride. The tour guide allegedly warned us before we began that due to the high altitude, we may feel faint or pass out. 
And if we felt we were going to, it was okay to step out or take a moment and that the tour would circle back around. Important note, I suffer from heart palpitations and they have been intense enough in the past that I had to fight to stay conscious. I have almost passed out before due to them, but the cause wouldn't be something such as altitude. And even if that did happen, I declined the prospect of missing any of the tour at the beginning. In all seriousness, I was going to stay in the tour even if I had severe palpitations. Let's cut to the chase. And I will say this while leaving out as much as possible so it's an entirely blank slate experience for any who might wish to attend. It was time to enter Lucy's room. There was no light whatsoever in this room except for a red light, which was the only light in the hallway which spilled into the entryway of the room but did absolutely nothing in the way of revealing the interior. My boyfriend was actually a little jumpy and hot-footed it since he was a little wary of entering. I remember pushing him out of the way, not literally, I just got in front of him, and saying, don't be scared, and entering. Why would I say this, you might ask? I want it to be known, I was genuinely excited to be there. I was genuinely excited at the prospect of seeing something I couldn't explain and having a reason to believe. There was an ounce of fear in me, of course, but I couldn't imagine any time being wasted due to fear. I was too elated at the entire situation and the prospects it held. We entered, and I put myself in the corner, so I had a view of the door and the people coming in. From the moment I entered, I began to see little white shapes dance across my vision. No biggie. I had seen similar shapes in dark rooms as a child. Nothing new there. Something to do with my eyes adjusting to the light, no doubt. However, just under a minute of me being in this corner, I noticed as I was watching people file into the room, I started seeing their after images follow behind them. Not anything like a little blur that covered the next people coming in to make that effect. I kept seeing the same person enter over and over again, like a haze. And it was happening for everyone. For instance, guy number one is super buff and short. After he enters the first time, I would see the exact same shape follow closely behind. Girl number two, who's super tall and lanky, would enter for the first time and I would see her shape follow closely behind and enter the room over and over again, and it wouldn't stop. I think there's a term for this experience, actually, and in those stories, the visual effect follows the person. These kept going. I started to think my eyes were playing tricks on me due to the light, and I wiped my eyes to get rid of it. Nope, kept happening. I began to feel light, like I was floating, and light as a feather. I can no longer feel the floor beneath me, or anything for that matter. I don't imagine it as being lifted. It was suddenly like all sense just disappeared except sight. Nothing around me. Like I was there, but I wasn't. And even that doesn't describe it. It almost felt like I was being held off the ground in suspension, but there was no weight pulling me down. I felt like I weighed nothing at all. And I remember envisioning a feather in the center of my chest. I felt what can only be described as my head falling backwards and my eyes closing. But I could see perfectly and there was no concept of shape. I remember having to fight to regain control over my body again, and when I looked up, the hazes were still happening. Same guy number one entering the room over and over again. Same girl number one entering the room over and over again. And I remember feeling a sense of danger and knowing I needed to leave. So I said, I need to go, and waited to see if the hazes cleared. They didn't, but the hazes seemed to move out of the way instead. I remembered gunning it for the door and hoping I didn't hit anybody. The hallway was distorted, like looking through a fisheye lens. The walls were tall and round and the floor was thin and long and the red light was intense. I ran back to the stairs. I initially came down and noticed the carpet was distorted as well. No color changes, but certain areas of the pattern were bulged and round and other parts were thin and spindly. I ran up the stairs as best as I could and my vision began to blink. 
When I remember this part now, I distinctly remember it in frames. Like I remember being by one chair when I came up the stairs and being much farther away and closer to the doors next. Not like a fluid memory that plays normally in your head. And the moment I got out of those doors, it was normal again. It took a few seconds to clear up, but almost instantly after, I was fine again. Completely fine. Now, as I said, I've almost passed out before on multiple occasions. And for me, there's always a warning and a sense of dread. There's panic, and I know it's coming ahead of time. And now, due to a more recent event, I have almost passed out due to low blood sugar. So I still haven't experienced anything like this. As well, in the moment, I felt like I was falling back. I felt no fear. Only confusion and peace. I wondered what was happening, but I wasn't terrified and panicking in the moment, like I have been since. I've never experienced anything visual like this either, not since or before. In fact, nothing I experienced in the story I've ever experienced before or after, which is why this experience excited me. The moment everything cleared away after I got outside as well, I remember being super angry with myself for not sticking through it and seeing what happened because I got exactly what I wanted, a super cool experience with no explanation from my end. I heard later on from another person on the tour that she thought I was an actor, which was fun, and the buff guy was a real guy. He told me later on his wife had to stop him from running too. I understand this sounds super made up and crazy because even though I have fun telling my friends and family this story, it definitely comes across as a short fiction on paper, but I promise, for what it's worth, this actually happened, and this is actually one of the best stories I'll ever most likely have. She sounds like damn paranormal lover. <clears throat> Wait, know, so truly. what about her boyfriend? Did he experience anything? That's my question. Um, so top comment, isn't this related to the lack of oxygen? And she goes, <laughs> it's entirely possible, but I would assume passing out from lack of oxygen would feel the same as passing out from hyperventilating or low blood sugar. I'm actually dumbfounded. I didn't look into this more, so I will. Um, just personally haven't had any issues with high altitude, and I didn't assume passing out like that would include whole hallucinations. And um, someone else goes, did your boyfriend say anything about how you were acting during all of this? And they go, in the moment after I returned to the group, he was super supportive and comforting. When I returned, the little white shapes I mentioned previously came back and stayed until we left the room. He did the good boyfriend thing and comforted me and tried to get them to go away. Since in all seriousness, he thought I was experiencing an intense panic attack. Before and during the experience, he didn't really react because, to be fair, he didn't really have much time to. The way I wrote it probably conveys that this happened over the course of a few minutes, whereas in reality, the actual experience occurred over the course of a minute or two at most, possibly less. He has heard the recounting of the tale from my lips and seems to be on the side of, she just had a wild-ass panic attack, which is unfortunate, but what can one do? I mean, it does, the way she's explaining it, does kind of sound like somebody who's on, like, the brink of fainting. Mm-hmm. And when she describes, like, certain aspects, I'm like, that's kind of how I feel when I'm in, like, a strobe light situation where I start to kind of, like, disassociate with my, like, surroundings. And all of a sudden, I'm just, like, watching myself move in slow motion. So, I mean, I'm not doubting her experience at all. It's just, like, so hard because you're like, is this, like, a visceral response to something? Yeah. Or is it, like, you know? I know. Else? Is it true paranormal? Right. I would, like, I would feel the exact same way and that's kind of where my head was at too but just because of the Stanley Hotel having all these weird stories that What's happened. the story though? Like what happened there? I, I actually have no, I have no idea. I don't know. I, the only thing that I knew about it is that they say it's haunted and that The Shining was filmed there mm. which is kind of funny that I went to the 
that building because yeah. I wouldn't even watch The Shining with you and Sarah when you guys tried to make me yeah. remember. I was yeah, like, well, that's more Sarah. Not. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't even think I could tell you what happens in that movie. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I don't know if I could subject myself to that. Well, I didn't do the tour, but yeah. but um, it, they were all sold out. We did look into doing the tours. We just got drinks in like the restaurant, so we didn't actually get to like go fully immersed in there. Yeah, I probably would be a little bit more nervous if we did. What else did the server that you hung out with that worked there say? <laughs> That's all he said. Just the <laughs> naked girl story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was just laughing because we were making fun of the server and we were like, oh, so your ex-girlfriend. Like we <laughs> <laughs> kept pretending that was his ex-girlfriend. Uh, okay. Well, up next. Yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, me and Alejandra are going to go back and forth with headphones because I need to go buy another pair. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. <laughs> except COVID. We don't share COVID. Okay. So this next one is actually from... A paranormal investigator. Oh, nice. Wow. That's a job. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I knew mm-hmm. there was like uh, ghost hunters or whatever. Not yeah. ghostbusters, but like. Well, ba- he like basically. <laughs> no, you know this. <laughs> you know the like shows, I'm blanking on the names, but they're actually like that's their job and they shut down the area and they like mm-hmm. take their little like yeah. temperatures yeah. of the room and they're like. They have all the little ghost machines. 10 degrees. Mm-hmm. Like paranormal is here. You know what I mean? They like they do it. Yeah. They study it. I'm like, I think that's him. Yeah, like anyone out there is like, fuck you. You're butchering this profession. <laughs> well, but I know it's a real job. It's so funny because um, do you? We had the circle on, and that's the only time I ever saw is when we were all, we had a bunch of people over and we were all watching this reality show. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah when yeah, like yeah. Kendrick yeah. and all them were yes. there. So um, they had this like fake occupation in the circle where this guy like said that he was a ghost hunter. Oh and yeah. And he was explaining what it was like to be a ghost hunter and how he came into that career. And yes. everybody like their reactions were so priceless. But yeah. he was making everything up. But yeah. well, this guy isn't. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's hear, it. hear it. So this listener actually wrote this to me in June of like 2021. So like months ago. Mm-hmm. So he goes to start. I think it is relevant that I provide a little background information. My name is Jake, 28 male, and I've been studying the occult and paranormal for the better part of 13 years and almost 10 semi-professionally. I have personally investigated over 150 alleged hauntings and have been a part of three teams. I've been able to meet many interesting people doing this. I was even able to meet and have a very personal conversation with Lorraine Warren, the person whose case files the Conjuring movies are based off of. Oh my gosh. Damn. Despite all of the recent criticism from the paranormal community, she was a wonderful woman to meet. Why is this important? I don't mean to sound arrogant. It serves a purpose. Most of my research is mundane and boring. Many things that appear to be supernatural can usually be explained away by sometimes complex, however usually mundane and normal scientific means. I try to stay skeptical and look for sound reasons in everything, even where there is none. In my 10 plus years of research, I've only had a handful of things ever baffle me. And of those experiences, none of them shook me to my core more than this one. Give it to us. I got the chills. I know, I'm excited. In the summer of 2012, around a family get-together, my uncle had mentioned that he had previously purchased a property and that his workers have reported weird happenings. My uncle is a businessman that makes his money by buying foreclosed or derelict commercial properties in and around the Chicagoland area and essentially flipping them by turning them back into either functional businesses or renovated commercial buildings. As it is common knowledge among my family that I am heavily invested in paranormal research, he brought the complaints to me, mostly in jest at the time. 
After some prodding and convincing, I was able to have his ear long enough to have him agree that me and my team would be allowed to set up an investigation. He seemed to think little of the stories that his employees would tell. I took them differently as many of them sounded like the employees were genuinely terrified. One of the reasons I became a paranormal researcher was to help debunk fears when someone had no one to turn to. My uncle was mostly a shrewd man when it came to money, so I offered my services free of charge in hopes that I may be able to bring some closure or peace to the employees. After a month, my team and I were Chicago-bound with all of our equipment. I had with me my best friend Derek, 21 male at the time, and my other friend Eric, 22 male at the time. Between us, we had several cameras, sensors, and various instruments of the trade. When we arrived, it was clear that renovations were in full swing and mostly complete. The building was a large three-story and housed a hotel with a full restaurant and ballroom. Despite my uncle's wealth, my immediate family was lower middle class, and it was very obvious to all of us in our band tees and rusty astrovan that we were gravely underdressed. We made our way inside to the front desk, weaving in between the hustle and bustle of what was happening around us. We were met by a receptionist, and he asked what we needed and asked if we were lost, obviously alluding to our shabby college appearances. We tried our best, lol. <laughs> I explained that our uncle had told us that he was going to allow us to set up for the night and do a lockdown-style investigation. The receptionist seemed confused by this information, stating that he did not doubt that my uncle gave us that permission, but that it would be difficult to achieve as they would be having guests there that night and they had just recently opened for business. At this point, I was feeling quite disappointed, and he saw that on my face. He excused himself and stated that he would talk to his manager and, if need be, contact my uncle to sort it out. After a few moments, he comes back. He says that there was a slight misunderstanding with the schedule and says that regardless, we can have a room and stay the night, and as long as we would like, that we were free to set up and investigate, as long as it did not interfere with other guests. Another nice-looking man walks up as our talk with the receptionist ends and says that he will provide a tour of the place so that we can become acquainted with the layout. He took us through the lobby into the packed restaurant and showed us the kitchen that was in full production dinner fury. After that, he showed us the ballroom that was empty and closed for further renovation. However, showed us around backstage in case we wished to investigate there. Finally, we were shown around the corridors and rooms. After the tour, we returned to our van to retrieve our equipment. We were overly excited to be staying in such a nice place, and I called my uncle to thank him and explain the schedule mix-up. When I asked him why he had us investigating in the full swing of business day, he responded with confusion. He asked us to verify the address as we began to unpack things. He explained that we must be in the wrong place since he had only just begun renovations on the building and it was supposed to be empty. As he said that, a shiver ran down my spine. My phone then died in my hand, and Derek's and Eric's phones began to rapidly ring before also dying. We all turned around to look back across the street to see a building in ruin. No. I, oh my god, I got full body chills. Same. The same building we had just walked through somehow. We checked the chained door and boarded up windows and even tried to retrace our steps on our tour and parts of the building that we were supposedly just in were even completely missing. At this point, we were beyond scared, but tried to talk through it rationally as we climbed back into our van. We had nothing. 
We couldn't all have hallucinated the same, with the exact same details, even recalling such details among each other, down to the color of the napkins the dining people were using. We debated staying, but as we were deciding, we checked all of our equipment and all of our batteries, backup batteries, and backup backup batteries were completely drained. Holy shit, this is insane. Yeah. At this point, we were really terrified and just wanted to leave. Luckily, our van started and we pulled away quickly, not once looking back. Holy shit. I feel like oh my God, that's insane. What would creep me out is that you're both you're like all walking through the same all like, of hallucination. Because you're like you're not How whatever. The hell? I've never heard anything like that before. That I feel like I would be institutionalized after this. Yeah. Like I don't I don't say that lightly. Like I would honestly be like in an asylum after this. Yeah. I would check myself in. I'd be like, clearly I like can't trust my like own sight. But the fact that all of them I know that is so crazy. I would you need therapy. three separate people. What you know what's crazy when you were telling it's not crazy, but when you were talking about this, I was like, his uncle sounds like a developer and it sounds very developed, meaning it's like out of his hands at this point. Like why are they touring like a full yeah. building if that's in business? Like clearly it's past inspection, like it doesn't matter anymore. It's kind of like his hands are clean. So I was a little confused by that detail, but then I was like, oh my God. So were there any, any people there? There were people. But I'm saying, were there still people once they looked back? No. I assume The building nothing. was in ruin. Like, oh my God. it was literally parts of it were missing, he said. Parts that of the building that we were supposedly just in were even completely missing. So the receptionist wasn't real. Like, that didn't None happen. of it was real. Holy it was like shit. A, it was literally a, a ghost vision. But how like, does that happen? How does, does he have an analysis of, like, what this could be? So he goes on to say... To this day, this is the only investigation I have ever abandoned and hope that someday I get to return to finish. Since 2012, the building has been restored to its original hotel-restaurant combo. My uncle asked me to be vague about business details as he still owns and operates this property and has let me know that many guests and employees continue to see people walk into dead ends, then vanish, and other ghostly encounters. Oh my God. As stated before, most investigations turn out to be mundane or debunked. Hauntings are never like in the movie. But in this circumstance, we were completely floored, and it made me a believer for life. After some background research on the building, it was clear that there was never any tragedy or out-of-the-ordinary deaths on the premises. I like to believe that we simply somehow walked into an echo or ripple in time like a ghost of the atmosphere and happenings, and maybe even a snapshot of some people too. That is, that is so like wild. There's a, okay, there's and that's a actually a really though. cool theory that no, you it, brought it, up. It is an actual theory that there are like alternative universes like mm-hmm. simultaneously happening. Yeah. Like every little decision that you made today could have like one other one in another universe could ripple it. Like I think Justin would fucking know about this, this little space Stephen Hawking genius boy, but like it is an actual thing. Yeah, no, there's um there's a there's a documentary. It's they believe that like the Bermuda Triangle has something to do with that. And there's something oh. called like the zone of death or something like that, where there's like no gravity. Like if anybody who flies in there, like pilots who fly in there have completely lost direction. Like mm-hmm. there's no like all of their um compasses stop mm-hmm. working. Yeah. And there's somebody who like came out of there and it was like a different t- like year. And the, yeah, like it's like the, some manifest shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's literally like the show Manifest. I wish I knew the Netflix documentary, so I wasn't just like speaking out of my ass right now. But it is 
something that Brett was watching and I was watching it too. We'll find it. We'll like put it in the YouTube. Unexplained. Yeah, we'll find it. So um, crazy. I, yeah. <clears throat> but it's kind of cool that he was like, nothing bad happened there. We genuinely think that we entered like a ripple in time mm-hmm. or something crazy like that. It's honestly kind of cool. Like it's yeah. very chilling. Yeah. But I would kind but of But nothing like, scary happened yeah. necessarily, no. you know? Like he didn't have anyone like mess with him. I mean, yes, of course it was the whole thing was scary. Yeah. But like nobody was being mean to him. Like the guy was really nice at the counter. It sounded like. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's really crazy. It almost, it reminds me of a lot of things. Like it reminds me of like the Titanic where they like are in the bones of the Titanic and then like the movie. And then all of a sudden it flashes like back to the actual mm-hmm. like Titanic Yeah. or like, um, there's a movie with Owen Wilson, Lauren, your favorite person. <laughs> uh, but there's a movie with him called Midnight in Paris. Yeah. Where he Me and like, my mom literally just watched that. That's yeah. the movie I was telling you guys about. It's yeah. so good. That's yeah. literally the movie. Okay. So it reminds me that. of that okay. where it's like all of a sudden you're like in this alternative universe but like everything is so real. Like you're just transported back yeah. in time. What's yeah. crazy to me the chains were on the gates of this. Yeah. Like how did they walk in so freely into this building? Like this was a true like That's ghost so world. Yeah, and the fact that their phones, everything lost battery. Yeah. It's yeah. like the gravitational pull or whatever of whatever happened. Magnetic field or yeah, some the crazy shit. Field, like, which is similar to the oh documentary my God. I was watching. It's so crazy. I know. It's yeah. like the minute that he was on the phone with the uncle, they just mm-hmm. took all of the technology out. <laughs> yeah. That's well, wild. like their batteries, their backup batteries, their backup, backup batteries. The fact that the phones, like his mm-hmm. friend's phone, started like ringing rapidly and then all of a sudden died. Yeah, like unreal, unreal. I still have the chills. Me too. I have constant goosebumps. I'm literally gonna email him back now and be like, "Absolutely insane." Also, what hotel? So I can stay there the next He's time. I think he was, Yeah, you. I think he was saying that he doesn't want to because his uncle yeah. still does business. But there. he'll tell me, right? Maybe like hush, hush, Jake. Wink, wink. <laughs> Jake, you're gonna tell us, right? I won't <laughs> tell I, would anyone. Would you go? Let's yeah. say he told. Would you? If I was with people. Yeah. Yeah. Like us three. Yeah. Let's would you do go? it? But yeah, if, if we all agreed on it. Okay. Let's do it. we never came back? No, we'll be... It's it's restored now. People stay there. Please. (laughs) What a way to go. Um, Wow. Insane. I wouldn't stay there. We can go. I would like... check out the ballroom. Yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't stay there. No, stay in the the night would definitely be... Unless we were all cuddled, but even so... We'll hold hands the whole time. Yeah, but not staying there. Yeah. I'm not staying there. We'll just hold hands. But I'm okay. <laughs> not sleeping there. Yeah, no, we can go stay at <laughs> we can stay at another place. But okay, I think it would be good. Oh, that's fucked up. Well, that's like the craziest, coolest. Like, I don't like, think anything can top that. No. no. Well, this next one, she sent in a picture. Ah! Sorry, that was <laughs> so. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> Cut that out. No, it's staying. <laughs> it was good. Start the episode with that. <laughs> 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 yeah, add it to the Too Hot Takes soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> it's like layers. <laughs> Justin, can you like chop and screw that into the yeah, song? Yeah, we'll add it in. So up next, oh. another listener write-in. We're starting off today with listener write-ins. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. So they go, okay, so I don't know if you're still taking paranormal stories for a future episode, but I figure I send in my experience. So my freshman year, I was in a triple dorm with two girls who I genuinely did not get along with. Okay. However... We are all united on the front that something weird slash spooky was happening in our room. We were on the second story of our dorm building, and often we would begin to hear Jack and the Box music. We would go investigate with all three of us to see if anyone in the hallway was playing music or outside our window, but never found anyone. This would happen frequently. 
Other times, we would all be watching something on the television we shared, and suddenly, books would fall from the shelves they had been on, and the TV would glitch. One time while watching TV, it turned itself off, and the TV stand shook, and the flat screen fell over. We all watched in horror of it and screamed. After a few occurrences like this, we decided to tell our RA about our weird experiences together because we did not want to seem crazy. So we all went together and she informed us that lots of people on the floors above us, but in the same room, i.e. the room directly above us on each floor. So like 101, 202, 302, etc. had reported similar happenings to their RAs. The freakiest happening didn't come until we shared with our RA though. Our dorm room doors were on the hydraulic hinges, so no one could slam the door and they would shut slowly behind for move-in efficiency from the university. This meant that no one could pull the door shut quickly. Mm -hmm. It simply couldn't be done with the weight of the hinges and the weight of the door. All of my roommates and I had anxiety, so this feature was rather nice because we knew when the door was being opened and closed since it was so heavy and had those special hinges. Every night, we all triple-checked the door being locked before bed because of how bad all of our anxiety was. On one night after we had all checked on the door and gone to lay down in our lofted beds, the door slammed open and was slammed shut again just as quickly. We all three screamed because it shocked and terrified us from not only the noise, but realization it should not have been physically possible due to the door being locked and the hinges the door used. Our screams were so loud that our RA and other people on our floor ran to see what was wrong and tried to open our door. It was locked again, just as it had been when we checked it before the incident. However, none of us had gone out of the bed before they'd reached the door to check on us. After the incident, we all struggled to live there. It was scary and my anxiety increased 100%. Small things happened here and there, like the Bluetooth speaker turning on and playing creepy classical music. Oh no. Shut up. Despite my roommate being the only one connected to it with a password. Thankfully, nothing like the door incident ever happened again, but my RA did share a picture of the ghost we all believed was haunting us from one of the residents that lived above us. I attached the picture here. I got so stressed out living there, I decided to move out early. All of the random freaky occurrences really stressed me out. I'm convinced that a previous student from the dorm is haunting it. The building has been on campus since 1940. Mm. Ever since, every time I hear a ghost story, I instantly believe people. Oh, okay. Wait, I'm so scared. You don't want to see it? It's not going to be that creepy. What if it is? You don't know. Do you think it is? It it gives me the chills for sure. I I just, the fact that they all three were already stressed out and like double, triple checking the locks and then that happens. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh! Black jumpsuit. Ah! <laughs> no, think of it that way. That helps helps me stomach it. It's a person in a black jumpsuit. And it's okay, blurry. I was not prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> like a glowy, like me light. Too, like like an orb. Yeah, an orb. Oh my god. 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 Okay, wait. I see boots. Don't you see boots? It's hovering off the ground. No. Shut up. 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 It's literally hovering off the ground. It's not connected. You are fucking with me. No, dead ass. This is a real listener write-in. Here's the email. Oh my god. 
Cause what if they're the- just fucking with us? I think they're fucking with us. <laughs> I'm crying. I didn't think you guys would react like I'm that. I didn't either. I don't like scream. My arms are numb right now. Like my I'm- arms are going numb during the story. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, I don't know. Oh, How, what? No, oh, no, no, no. I had okay. So like, I had another listener write in, send in pictures too. Oh. Are you crying? Yeah, just from laughing oh. at you guys. <laughs> I'm not scared. I'm like laughing at you. Okay. Um, but I do have someone that sent in a video, like, or that sent in pictures of them after a ghost attacked them, and they have scratch Shut marks oh, and no. handprints all over. And I can't find the story anymore. So if you're the listener. Hearing this, like, oh my god! But basically, had a ghost, dude. All honor, I'm sleeping in your bed tonight. Oh my god! Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I think. Wait, I have a story that I could like. It's probably like best to tell right now. Okay. Okay. Tell it. All right. I know you have a personal ghost That's, experience. This is one of them. Yeah. You can't. It's not that crazy, but um, okay. So, do I know it? No, I don't, oh. think, I don't think so. Um, so when I lived in Minnesota, one of the like my my mom moved into a house in Eden Prairie when with her, like, second husband's, like, my stepdad. And um, we, I don't know, we, things always happened to where we thought the house was, like, haunted. Or maybe oh, not haunted. I do remember Did you I saying tell that. You no, well, when you were leaving to go to L.A. Mm-hmm. when we were kids, mm-hmm. I remember being in your basement and, Toddlers. like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, everybody was just, like, oh, yeah, like, you oh, know, like. Oh, really? We yeah, yeah. It? And I was, like, the fuck? Why are we here? <laughs> yeah, like, I'll give you, like, really quick instances for context. So, like, um, we had a basement. We finished it. So in Minnesota, you have basements, and um, sometimes they're unfinished, meaning like they're just like gra- like framework. But then people finish them and like furnish them, whatever. So we finished ours, but when we bought it, it wasn't. And like little weird things would happen. Like we had a dog, and the dog would go down there, and it wasn't a very yappy dog, and it would go mm-hmm. down there and just like bark at like a corner, like as if it saw something. And we're just kind of like, come on, like it would just like sit there and bark. And then Fernanda, who they say that like kids and animals have like more of a window into these things. Definitely. And so Fernanda was like three or four. And she's like a very even keeled child. Like doesn't like cause scenes, nothing. And my mom would be like, go downstairs and clean up your room because I think her like playroom is down there. And one day she came running up the stairs. Maybe she was older than three, like maybe five. Came up the stairs like crying and she said she saw something down there. Like oh a my person. God. And we were just like, okay, she's a kid. Like, but like weird things that happened. So like, one of my, like, best friends, Whitney, like, she'd be over and we would be, like, watching TV on my main floor. So it had three floors upstairs, main floor, basement. And we knew nobody was home. And you could, like, very clearly hear footsteps. Mm. And it wasn't like, mm, did you hear that? We'd both be like, you hear that? Yup. And it would be like, like, you'd hear footsteps. Yeah. And you could chalk it up. It wasn't a super old house. So, like, you – I don't know. Like, it was weird but not, like, super weird. Yeah. And then – um the weirdest thing that happened, one of the weirder things that happened is my mom was sleeping one night and she had like a bad dream or like it was a dream. And the dream was that like it felt real. It was almost like lucid dreaming where like you f- you feel like kind of feel like you're awake. Yeah. You remember everything and you feel like you're actually like going through the motions. And she said she felt like a body hovering behind her, but she was sleeping alone. Ugh. And she could like see the body in her like dream or whatever and it was like just long black hair in front of the face kind of like the grudge the or ring or the, the ring whichever one that is. one that is yeah yeah and she my mom is like a religious person so she tried to like do the like in the name of the father son holy spirit like the cross and she said that like she would get this far and then something would whack her hand away and she like could, like couldn't do it okay this probably wasn't a dream 
she doesn't know. She feels like it was real. This does she, not sound like a dream. I know. And so then the next morning, Fernanda's still very young at this point. Like, I want to say five, something in that range. My mom's like brushing her hair, getting her ready for the day. And my mom's like, how'd you sleep? And Fernanda's like, um, I slept okay. I just had like a bad dream. And my mom was like, oh, what, what was it? She was like, there was this person sleeping behind me with long black hair oh on the face. And it was the same night. Oh, my God. No, and, like, yeah, you could. I mean, there wasn't a person in the house, let's put it that way, but it was more of, like, a paranormal situation. No, this is a, for sure, like, a fucking ghost or, like, mm-hmm. evil spirit. Like, mm-hmm. you could argue, like, okay, this was, like, a sleep paralysis demon, but how do your mom and little sister on the same night without talking to each other exactly. envision the same exactly. thing? It's either uh, a wild coincidence uh, or, like... There was some shared like energy that night. No, there's where, a fucking there's a ghost for yeah, sure. Yeah, like some spirit. They both just like had this like weird like vision that night, and it was that was like chilling. And obviously Insane. she's a child, so my mom wouldn't like tell her that. No, to like freak her out. And so my mom didn't. She was like, "Oh, that sounds scary." And like, but it's just a dream. She wasn't like, "Oh my god, girl, me too." You know, but you don't tell Terrified. that to a child. No, but yeah, it was just weird things happened in that house. Nothing to where. It was never like, wow, we need to get out of this house. It's so bad. Yeah. But it was like little things like the footsteps. And I feel like I don't really remember like just weird noises, like stuff like that. It was never like harmful. That's so, like the most harmful. It was probably. You guys know about my experience in Palm Springs, right? Oh, you you told my mom about this. Yeah. Well, so, and me too, but like you and my mom were like bonding that night. Oh, okay. So I had to go to Palm Springs for like a field work, like one of my internships. And I happened to know someone through my grad program that like his mom owned an extra house mm-hmm. in Palm Springs. She was going to turn it into an Airbnb. So like they let me stay there. Mm-hmm. Well, I paid, but like I got yeah. to stay there. And It was just me there for half the time. And then like his cousin moved in as well. And so it used to be an assisted living facility. It was like a three bedroom or four bedroom house that was an assisted living place. And so I had the master that had like my own bathroom and whatever. And so I'm like laying down watching like Great British Bake Off one night, like trying to fall asleep. And all of a sudden I hear footsteps going up and down the hallway. And I could hear mumbled voices down at the other end. And like if my bedroom was here, the hallway went in an L and then there was like washer and dryer. And so it sounded like they were like at the end of the hallway talking. And then all of a sudden the light switch on, off, on, off. And I could look under the door and you could see it going on, off. What? And I just literally, I was like, this isn't real. This isn't real. Pulled the sheet over my head and just laid there all night. Oh. It was terrifying. You were awake. You weren't sleeping. I was not sleeping. I hadn't fallen asleep yet. (gasps) Hadn't fallen asleep yet. It was so scary. And then, like, that was the first experience. And then the cousin moved in. And the cousin wasn't living with me at that time. So it couldn't have been him and a friend. Like, Mm. no one was living with me yet. Cousin moved in. And there was a bedroom at the end of the hall by the washer and dryer. And after this experience, I was always so scared that maybe someone was like living in there without me knowing. Mm -hmm. So every time I would hit the doorknobs to make sure they were still locked, Mm -hmm. locked all the time. And so I came home from work one day and his cousin goes, um, super weird, but like, did you happen to go in to the bedroom at the end of the hall? And I was like, no, like it's always locked. And he goes, strange. Like I came home from work today and the room was wide open. I didn't unlock it. And I talked to my aunt and she didn't unlock it either. (sighs) I'm like, okay. And you never know how it got unlocked. 
No, we, no one, we couldn't figure it out. It was just unlocked and open one day. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. I was so, so happy There's, when I got to move out of there. Yeah. Oh, that's just, it's scary because it's like unexplained. Yeah. Luckily, it's not malicious, you know, like to where you're like, they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. I have one like eerie story. I don't know if I've told you guys this before, but I was pretty young and I was with my siblings and we were at my mom's boyfriend's cabin and my mom and her boyfriend like went out to this bar like I don't know. It was super far away. Like this cabin was in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere. Like the closest Mm. like bar town was like, like miles and miles away. And all of a sudden, like we're all just, you know, watching TV, hanging out, like just kids alone Mm -hmm. and banging on all of the doors, like one door, then other door, like the next door, like the window, like it was just like, we were so insanely terrified that we all went and I don't even know if we had like cell phones at the time. Maybe Probably we did. Not. I don't know. But but like we all went and like hid underneath things. Like we were like hiding underneath this like um like coffee table and just were shaking. Mm. Once we finally like got a hold of my mom and her boyfriend, they told us that it was one of their friends playing a prank on us. Oh, I was I figured. No, no, no wait for oh, it. No. Fucking 10 years later or like five years, whatever it was, my mom said. No, it wasn't. We have no idea, no idea till this day who or what that was. We just didn't want you guys to be terrified and never go back to the cabin again. But weren't they concerned? Oh, I got the ha- chills again. Yeah. Oh. yeah, but we, I have, we have no idea. Did they like oh. race home after that to be like? Well, I don't even know if we got a hold of them at that point or if it was until they got home and then oh. we told them. I don't, I don't. I was pretty young. Yeah. Like I was yeah. the youngest out of all my siblings, so I just remember being terrified. I don't remember all like the details, Ugh. but I just when my mom told me that that wasn't the truth. Oh my, oh god. my god! I was like, you're kidding me. Oh. So. My God, I've never heard that story. Yeah. That is absolutely terrifying. I would, yeah, I would, I'm like, a, I'm a scaredy cat. Like, I get spooked. Yeah. Like, especially by loud, like, noise. Like, I was just at Not Scary Farms last week. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Except not if you're spooked. Like I didn't <laughs> know that you went there. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yeah. And it was, um, I went with Brett for his birthday because he's, like, obsessed oh, with that stuff. Okay. He, like, loves. He likes the scary. He loves okay. it. And he, like, I think. The thing that brings him the most joy is like me being scared. He like <laughs> likes like me being terrorized. Oh my god! Yeah, and so we went through like one of the haunted ma- or not the haunted mazes, whatever, like the scary mazes. Yeah. And I just like have like a heart attack when I'm in there. Like I get so spooked when things. Yeah. Jump. Even though I'm like I know something's about to jump out at me, I can't. I just no. like, react. I hear a chainsaw noise. Yes. Oh and god. I'm like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, no, no, no. 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 Yeah. It is not okay. I know. It's really crazy too because like. I mentioned it on a couple episodes, but I didn't, like, ever make a post being, like, send me your paranormal stories. Yeah. But I had probably close to 100 emails. Yeah, I believe it. 100 I've seen a emails lot of, comments of people like, what are you doing sharing. And I'm like, Damn. there's so many stories that I want to share that, like, we're just not yeah. going to be able to get to. But I'm just, like, I'm going to have to figure out a way to, like, screenshot and post, like, on a website. I got I to get a website up and going. <laughs> okay, so – I think this is going to be the last listener write-in, and then we'll get a couple read it in. So, so when I, 28 female now, was 18, I lived with my boyfriend and his family and next door to his brother and sister-in-law. A friend of my boyfriend's mom owned and rented out a house behind the one we lived in, and we were soon introduced to the new tenant of that house, whose nickname we'll say is Scorpion. He was a retired U.S. Marshal, tattoo artist, and minister. 
That is like the most eclectic, <laughs> well-rounded. Scorpion's a well-rounded guy. Scorpion does it all. <laughs> he had a former canine police dog. Oh, even A better. white German shepherd named Zeus. Oh. He was very friendly. <laughs> he was very friendly and would always come sit under our carport and use our Wi-Fi. A couple of months after us knowing him, he started talking about waking up with scratches, hearing strange noises, and his belongings going missing. He became suspicious of paranormal activity in the house he was renting, so he would set up his phone to record audio at night. He captured some audio of himself growling and speaking in tongues while he thought he was asleep, but we wrote it off as him just trying to scare us and weren't really concerned. But he continued to tell us stories of strange happenings in his house. So one day, my boyfriend's sister-in-law and I decided to go over to Scorpion's house with him and do a little ghost hunting of our own. When we arrived, we started with the usual, if there's anyone with us, give us a sign, commands, not really expecting anything to happen. Well, about 10 minutes into walking around and asking questions, we heard knocking coming from the master bathroom. We went in the master bedroom and couldn't find any source for the noise. Still asking questions and walking around in the dark room, we heard something heavy drop onto the floor near the bed. We turned on the light and found a brown leather baseball that Scorpion was shocked to see and said he'd never seen it before. Creepy, but not terrifying. So we continued Dude, our ghost hunting. Dude, these people hunting. are brave as shit. Sorry, did <gasps> I just hear you? Yeah, sorry. Why am I so I'm sorry I was a little loud in the, the microphone. No, it's okay. <laughs> I just can't believe how brave they are. I know. I, I know. Just wait, just wait, just oh, wait. Okay. After a while of getting no responses to our questions, we got bored and all sat in the living room. The way Scorpion had his living room set up, there were two couches back against two adjacent walls, creating a 90-degree angle. My boyfriend's sister-in-law and I sat on the couch closest to the exterior door, and Scorpion sat on the other couch. We are all in idle conversation when suddenly, Scorpion's well-trained and well-behaved German shepherd went absolutely nuts and started barking and growling at Scorpion. Hair raised on his back, baring his teeth, and looking ready to attack. We were shocked because this was so unlike Zeus. My boyfriend's sister-in-law and I both looked at Scorpion to see what his reaction to this was. And as soon as we looked his way, he slowly turned his head towards us with a completely unrecognizable change coming over his face. The only way I can describe it is animalistic, like a feral, evil look on his face. Stop. Once he was making eye contact, his mouth started twitching and he started snarling at us, all while his dog is still in attack mode and freaking out on him. I'm going to throw up. Are you serious? I don't know what I would do. Needless to say, sister-in-law and I flew out of the house, not stopping until we got back to my boyfriend's parents' house. Scorpion did not follow, thankfully. I'm a big Googler, and I immediately started looking up everything that happened, and all signs were pointing to demonic possession. Stop. Really? Because I was thinking split personality disorder. Maybe. Have you seen that show about that – or that movie about that person who has split personality? They say – I've looked this up – that people with, like, severe cases can change their physical appearance. 
Mm-hmm. Like in some cases, their eye color can change. If you I watch, remember you telling me that before, actually. Really? Yeah, well, you were talking about that. But that's not even like, that's not demonic. This is no, just I know. Like you, were, you were talking it's just about brain. This. Yeah. It's just the brain. Yeah. That, so I'm like well, thinking if you, of that. If you watch videos, like in my psych class, like you used to have to watch videos of like schizophrenia yeah. or multiple personality mm-hmm. disorder. And with each personality, their person changes. Yes. And the way they look totally changes. Exactly. Their mannerisms, everything. So that would be my like rational thought but there's probably more to it there i'm so is, unwell yeah, right now there's more I, I did not expect to be this like affected. that's why i was like Shook. lauren i'm surprised you're coming oh my god i tonight. thought it was totally what did you be think like, it was like boo yeah <laughs> <laughs> literally no it's okay. not yeah. it's not boo it's, i was uh, picturing casper like the friendly ghost i yeah this is this is more than you this is out for. of control well now i know that i need to change what reddit once i read oh fuck um So fast forward a few hours and I was leaving to go to work. The driveway at her house was kind of long, so I had a little ways to back down before getting to the street. Right after getting into my car and starting it, I saw a scorpion walking over. He went under the carport where my boyfriend's family was sitting and sat down. I was backing down the driveway at this point, but I saw him look up and lock eyes with me and say something. I got to the end of the driveway and backed into the street, putting my car in a drive to pull off. When a truck that was parked in the school parking lot across from our house floored it and backed into me once the police report was done and i had called into work i walked back up to the carport where everyone was sitting thankfully so a carport I'm sorry it's like um garage driveway? it's what you i guess you guys have at your oh, apartment yeah, it's that's a, car- a carport oh, it's just where you park that? your cars well only because that's what jeff's thing is it's a car it's oh, just like you know, he doesn't awning. like have a gra- garage it's like, it's like an awning yeah. that you park your car under oh okay. i did not speak well he does not have a garage i didn't even hear that <laughs> okay okay <laughs> Um, thankfully Scorpion was gone, but my sister-in-law was white as a ghost. She told me that as I was backing down the driveway, Scorpion was staring at my car and said in a taunting sing-song tone, be careful. (gasps) About 30 seconds before the truck backed into me. Coincidence? I'm not so sure. Fast forward a few weeks and sister-in-law texts me while I'm at work to tell me Scorpion got in touch with a local paranormal investigation group and they're going to investigate his house that night. I agree to head over with sister-in-law when I get off work. So that night we walk over and meet the team. They had five people and all of their equipment. We separated into two groups, myself and three of the investigators and Scorpion, sister-in-law, and the other two members of the team. My group went into Scorpion's bedroom, lights off and door shut, and the other group went into the adjacent spare bedroom. I backed into a wall near the door as the team pulled out a Ouija board and started asking questions. Bad idea. It's a real thing. Yeah. People do that? Apparently. Like, for purposes other than just, like, to fuck with people? Yeah, me and Alejandro looked we at were each like, other. We were I'm like, sorry, what? Who are these amateurs? You do the, the, that? Yeah, we're like, this team is a bunch of 12-year-olds? Yeah. <laughs> Bad idea, I know. But I was too scared to leave the room by myself, so I stayed. They asked all the routine questions that paranormal investigators ask, but got no response. After about 15 minutes, we all met back in the living room. Everyone from the other group was wide-eyed and looking nervous. My sister-in-law asked us what happened and why one of us screamed. Our group all looked at each other confused and told them that none of us had screamed or even talked above a whisper. Cue confusion for everyone, as they all tell us they definitely heard a high-pitched scream from the master bedroom. I quickly left after that. Not long after this, Scorpion was diagnosed with a terminal illness and given less than a year to live. He was having frequent seizures, needing some sort of transfusion weekly, and was preparing to begin hospice care. 
he had to quit his job and moved out of the house he was renting to live with family. Honestly, we all forgot about him until we saw him at the grocery store a few years ago, which would have been about six years after all of this happened. He looked completely normal, healthy even. And all I can think is that he's better because he got out of that creepy house. Oh, for sure. Oh my God. Oh my God. I have a feeling this guy's, they call him Scorpion because he has like a big Scorpion tattoo. Probably like, something like yeah. that. He's a tattoo artist. You don't just like come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, so that's a side note. But oh my God. Yeah. I mean, we can't rule out multi-personality disorder. You can't rule it out. And the scream is weird though. The yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And the dog snarling at him. But the, that's crazy. But the dog animals know. But dogs can sense. So if he was going into that other personality, the dog could have sensed an energy shift and been like, True. ooh, this feels wrong. Yeah. Like I have I don't know. I'd love to look into this about people who are in fact multi like personality disorder. Mm-hmm. And they I wonder if their dogs have ever had reactions to the split in personality. Because I just can't believe really that this curious. group of people like kept going back to the house. Yeah, I'm, I, that's why I was wondering. Yeah. They're brave. What is the skin well, in she the was, game here? She was 18 at the time, so she's probably like, this Intrigued. isn't real. Like, yeah. like, we thought he was messing with us at first. Yeah. But no, like it does sound like a possession. I thought so too, but the dog doing that, like there's no way he could like – I mean he could. I don't know. But the dog is a natural reaction, so I don't mm-hmm. know how he could get his dog to like turn on him like that. Like yeah. play a prank. Right. Unless he found a way to trigger the dog and, like, does that. I don't know. Yeah. But. Not much on <sighs> it. Um, like, the top link is uh, dog trained for woman with multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a companion dog. But mm-hmm. not much saying, like, how dogs react to yeah, that. I'm so curious. But apparently dogs can have schizophrenia. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. Oh, that That's is a crazy story, so though. Crazy. Well, speaking of dogs and to lighten the mood so Lauren doesn't have to tap out over here. Thank God. <laughs> so this is going to Reddit now. Okay. This is from the subreddit Paranormal. And the title goes, Our family dog came back to visit my mom. Picture in link. Mm-hmm. So Coda, the best golden retriever that ever lived, died years ago. When my dad set up a trail cam to spy on a fox, he got this picture of what looks like Coda visiting my mom. My mom was her person. Oh, mm. that is light. And then I think I can go full screen. This is the picture. See if you can see the dog. Oh, I see it right here. It's yeah. Like an outline. Oh my God. That's like very, like I see it. Very distinctly. No way. Golden retriever like. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is like That's very. so crazy. Like accurate. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to like work to make it. Okay. So fit. I didn't notice this when I first read this story. So they go on to say, Coda appears to be on the deck on the left side of the picture. On the right side, my mom is bent over, leaning halfway out of the open door to the sunroom. If something was on the deck, she would have seen it two feet in front of her yeah. face. At this point, the whole family is convinced it's a picture of a ghost, Coda. She's sitting right there. Oh, oh my God. That. Oh, for sure. She would have seen it. Like she's sitting right at the top oh, of the steps. Oh, that's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah, this is definitely going to be an episode to tune in to YouTube yeah, for, for the sure. pictures. Yeah, sure. This is the paranormal we'd like. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not – it doesn't – it doesn't last long, guys. Oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> okay. That, like, last one, though, was just, like, so crazy. Like, Alejandro, though, that that's a really good point that you brought up um, with – I don't know. Like, what – yeah. I, I'm so I'm so curious about like, that. Because, like, if he had it, it's not like he would be, like, 
Right. He would be like, I have no idea because right. he's disassociating. Right. And yeah. it might be like a combination of like different things going on in that and, house, like and him could, and yeah, the house. And, exactly. Yeah. At play. And it could be yeah. like he moved out and he got the treatment he needed and like that's why he looked so much better. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're totally speculating yeah. here based There's on so much we're diagnosing though. this yeah. man. But. Well, and like you look at like crazy shit too, like – what is it like the Amityville house like where dad this family they were uh, totally happy I might need to an imme- no, yeah wait I don't, what? I don't <laughs> there's know like about I mean if you I just, just think about like heard of this and I like don't want to rehear it. it I'm scared I'm if you just it. think about all these scary stories that all these movies are based off of the Conjuring Amityville horror yeah. or like whatever it is like mm-hmm. these stories come right. from a speculation of truth and so there's one story where this man and his family they were um, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna the, use this to get a new drink and then you guys can tell the story okay Today's episode is brought to you guys by Anna Luisa. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. Anna Luisa is an amazing jewelry company that practices both sustainable and ethical jewelry making business and shipping. They've provided us with a code to give you guys 10% off any purchase on their site. And jewelry starts at just $39. You guys know I absolutely love my necklaces. I wear them constantly. It's It's probably a staple in most of the fashion choices that I make. Not only that, did they send me amazing earrings as well? And I think these are going to be my new go-to because they're adorable. Ana Luisa releases their jewelry collections every Friday, and they do it in small batches to make sure they're not wasting. Ana Luisa aims to bring clarity to the jewelry making business. They have everything from beautiful rings, earrings, necklaces, and more. And it's hard to pass up when you get 10% off, right? I'm a sucker for a good deal. Go and treat yourself or a loved one today and use my code TOOHOT, that's T-W-O-H-O-T, to get 10% off. So go check them out at shop.analuisa.com slash TOOHOT. That's code TOOHOT, T-W-O-H-O-T, for 10% off. I'll skip it. I'll post the link for people. Really? I mean, I actually don't care. I'll listen to it. <laughs> Couple more Reddit stories. I honestly, mm-hmm. the listener write-ins came correct. came hard. Like, yeah, literally, they came hard. They came very correct. Okay, Lauren, they understood the assignment. Buckle up. Okay, you got this. You can do it. I'm fucking freaking out. You're fine. You're you're okay. No one's gonna hurt you. There's no ghosts in my house. Yet after we, we today, did, we've had really no. good luck with our apartment. There's been no paranormal like type activity. There's never been anything unexplainable in our apartment. We're like, holy well, shit! What the it's so fuck? funny because every time that like you and Sarah are gone, I will. Oh, I hear all the all the noise. I will find something here outside yeah. that I'm scared of. I'm di- like, yes, I've heard that too, and I think that's our mind. I mean, I've yeah. literally been showering before, and I will get Do out. You and I'll hear footsteps when you're in the shower. No. Oh. But I'll hear something. Like, thank God you guys are moving out. <laughs> no, I no I'll feel like I hear something. And one time, I literally Facetimed Morgan and made her look in every single, including your closet, oh, with wow. me. Kind of invasive. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but I, I was like, oh, I, did you catch the dead bodies while you were? No. Okay. I. Good. But I. Um. I like Morgan. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I literally had my shower cap on and I was like, teach <laughs> room. Oh my god! Uh, I called the police one time and they checked every room. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I. I uh, that was warranted though. Was yeah, I, I supported you. Yeah, in your, that door, your yeah. door was open. Yeah, yeah, my door was open. Yeah, no, you had to. Yeah. Okay, so you all good down there? You ready? Yes. Okay. So the title is, and again, this is from the paranormal subreddit. The title goes, okay, ghosts are real. 
I'm right now sitting on my front porch smoking a cigarette. Next to my fr- ghost friend. <laughs> <laughs> Next to Cass. Yeah. You're laughing now, but. Fuck. Also, I don't know why I didn't mention this before. My white car is named Ghost. Mm-hmm. And the white SUV that I had before that was Casper. Oh, oh my cute. God, you are a spooky bitch. So I have like Love a little that. spooky trend. Yeah. <laughs> a spooky bitch. <laughs> Haven't heard that one. Uh, sorry. Okay. Spooky bitch fall. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got the spooky phone case for a reason. I love it. I'm right now sitting on my front porch smoking a cigarette. I cannot bring myself to go back inside my house. There's someone in there. Fuck. Just over two months ago, I moved into a new house after losing nearly everything to COVID. I won't go into details or draw it out. Typing this out is making my eyes well and every hair on my body is standing straight up. But God damn it. I saw a human-shaped shadow in my walk-in closet. Am I going crazy? Maybe. But I know that I am not at the same time. Okay, this is what happened. I'm laying in my bed, browsing Reddit, and from the corner of my eye, I catch some movement coming from my closet. Within literal milliseconds, I turn and see someone standing inside of it, looking right at me. You guys, I flipped the fuck out, sprung up, ran out of my room, slammed the door, and grabbed a kitchen knife. I yelled and screamed about calling the police that I had a knife and basically acted like a scared monkey. No response. After about a minute of yelling, I realized I'd left my phone in my bedroom to call 911. I slowly peeked in. There was simply nothing there, you guys. Nothing. No one could have gone anywhere. I'm fucking pissed and terrified about this. I saw this person. I saw their shape, their movement, their arms. There was a humanoid figure in my closet, and that is all I know. I don't know what to do from here. Update number one. Nothing at all. Back in the house. Update number two. I took some advice from some of you and feeling very, very silly, I spoke loudly and assertively to my empty closet and told the entity to leave. Update number three. Nothing has happened still, but I found out some really unfun news. Apparently, the previous owner of this house committed suicide. I wasn't able to get any more info than that. That does not make me feel any better. I don't know if they were in the house when they did it or if they were male or female or if it's related at all. I will update this post if anything happens again. I'm guessing there's an update. There's more. Oh, Motherfuckers. <clears throat> See? Couldn't get off that easy. Yeah, no way. So they posted like update number four. Of course, mods removed it. They go update number five. I left a comment in this thread to update anyone who cares. I left the house after another incident. And so I'm going to scroll and find their comment. They go, I tried to make another thread to update everyone, but the mods took it down. Maybe some of you will see this comment. I left the house, drove up to Sacramento to stay with friends for a little while. And even though they think I'm going crazy, they are being supportive. So I was asleep in my room with the closet door closed securely as I could, which means I stacked some furniture in front of it. LOL. I was woken with three very hard and very loud bangs on the door. That was it for me. I was more scared this time than the last. I took off and don't even think I locked the front door behind me. It was about 3 a.m. Fuck. This to me though, like I 100% believe in ghosts. Like I believe in bad energy and like whatever. Like not saying that someone committed suicide necessarily bad energy, but like I believe in that shit. Mm -hmm. But also you hear these insane stories about people hearing like movement in their walls or footsteps above them. And there's fucking people living in their attic or there's people living in their, like a crawl space in a wall that they didn't know existed. I've heard of that. So I'm like, maybe there's a fucking person living 
in his like attic that like is like parasite. the door is I, I never saw movie. it you guys have been seen that movie night yeah dude i did not fuck with that movie would you watch it again with me and morgan no mm. yeah well we got it <laughs> we can handle it um a lot of people love it though but no everyone has wasn't for me when i say i haven't seen it everyone's reactions like you have yeah. to watch it yeah oh really yeah. it won so many well, awards it was I really mean, good apparently there's a ton of metaphors in there that just you know i missed no one's home. I was just, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I was just, I was too busy like waiting for like where I'm going to be scared and need to like protect myself and like, you know what I mean? So I wasn't like looking out for like, I didn't know that the it was. poetic justice. Yeah, the poetic part of it. I didn't true. realize that. I was just like waiting to be scared and have something jump out at me. Right. And it's not like that. Right. So I mean. More intense. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like there are, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I haven't said that in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely some um, like connections that they make with the real world that are, you know, really powerful that people really latched onto. And mm-hmm. that's why the movie won so many awards. But mm-hmm. the way that I viewed it when I was just expecting something completely different, I, I, yeah, maybe if I watch it again, but yeah, the ending wasn't it for me. Oof. <laughs> top I, comment. Okay. Oh, no. no, 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 go ahead. So top comment on this one. I lived in a small apartment where we'd experience odd noises and the like. The most memorable experiences were in the bathroom where the bathroom taps turning themselves on at full blast at 2 a.m. And once while I was in the bathroom, I saw a shadow walk as clear as day across the open doorway. I also saw one while at work in a warehouse. It walked through one wall, crossed the warehouse, and vanished through the opposite wall. That person has someone following them. Mm, Yeah, I don't like this. But you know what? I don't know. My reaction was like, she's like, I'm sitting here smoking a cigarette. What would compel you? I'm not judging, but I'm going to sound like I'm judging. If this happened, like, like you're sitting down and you're like, Reddit, like, wouldn't you like call somebody and be like, I am terrified? Wasn't this? No, she was like live. She's like, I'm sitting on my doorstep smoking a yeah, cigarette. Yeah, they posted oh, on Reddit. Right after yes. the oh. – She's like, I'm sitting outside my house. I'm too scared to go inside. Interesting. I don't think you know what to do when that happens. Like when I the guess. Palm Springs thing happened yeah. – I was just like this. I like kept trying to tell myself this isn't real. This isn't real. But yeah. like I hadn't been asleep yet. Right. And like when we did a, um, I had like a sleep paralysis story like a while ago, and yeah. we've talked about it more oh, recently. Yes, I hate it. And so I started to think about it, and I'm like, could that have been a sleep paralysis type dream? Yeah. But I hadn't fell asleep yet. Yeah. You and would so know. in this situation, like when it happened to me, I'm just like, I kept telling myself it's not real. It's fine. Yeah. Like you don't know who to call because it's like. Yeah. It's not like an incidence where you can call 911, like someone's yeah. breaking into my house. It's like, oh, I fucking saw a ghost. That's true. You're right. Now that you say that, it's like, what do you do? And you're also like, I had a really weird instance with sleep paralysis and like, you guys are like two of my closest friends and like, you're, you've are you never heard these stories no. because it's like, you don't really know who's going to take it well and who's going to like think you're crazy because I've had even like more crazy stories than the, like that. Like I, yeah. I think I told you the Grim Reaper one. No. No? Oh, my God. Did I tell you that one? I feel like that sounds familiar. Was it a while ago? Yeah. 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 you did. It was like – it was basically I was ta- I was sleeping. It was at one of our apartments. Mm-hmm. It was at Meadows. hmm And I – this was like a very lucid dream because I was in and out of sleep to the point where I like – it was almost like inception. I couldn't tell when I was actually Ugh. sleeping anymore because I was like so conscious. Like it I felt could, so real like reality. Felt, but I could hear them. Like, it was one of those – maybe I was still in school or something because I was, like, sleeping in a little later. They were going to work. Yeah. And I could hear them, like, getting ready and stuff. So I knew I was actually awake unless I was, like, sleeping but hearing them. I don't know. But I was so in and out of slumber. And then 
it was to a point where I literally tricked myself into like literally not knowing if I was sleeping anymore. And I must have like, it was an out of body experience. It was like, I was walking through my apartment, but I'd never gotten out of bed, but I tricked myself into thinking I was out of mm-hmm. bed. Oh my God. And I like went into the kitchen, like nobody was home. So they had clearly left and I went into the kitchen and the only thing standing in the kitchen was a Grim Reaper. And it was so real feeling Ugh. that I literally woke up and I, I literally I hate sat there like for like a while and I was like, did that actually happen? Mm-hmm. Did I get up and sleepwalk? And then not too long – and they say when you see the Grim Reaper, it means death is like upon mm-hmm. you. And I want to say my grandpa passed away not too long after that. So it was kind of like take that as you as will. Like foreshadowing. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't think that – I don't think – I didn't think much of it, but I will say that there was death not that long after and I've never in my life seen the Grim Reaper until, and that's the one and only time I've ever seen it. And I, I like have never even seen a movie with a Grim Reaper. Like I don't even know where my mind like put that, but it yeah. was weird because it was full day. Yeah. It was a morning. There was sunlight. The apartment was cheery. There was nothing scary or dark about the apartment. It was as if everything was normal, but the Grim Reaper was just chilling in our kitchen having a coffee. Like that was it. Yeah. Do you remember Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah. Do you remember they always have like the Grim Reaper or is it is that the right show? The only thing it's I think it's one of, on like Cartoon Network. There's something like that that they it's always have. It's not the Fairly Odd yeah. Parents, but that's what whenever you like when you're telling that story, that's like yeah. what I'm picturing. It's yeah, it's like the like, one with the little girl. Like she's a little animated girl. Oh, what is that show? It's not Fairly. No. I think it's is it Grim? Is it literally called she like has, Grim like, her or something? Little, like Grim Reaper. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, speaking of though, I'm like browsing for more posts. Mm-hmm. Homeless woman lived in a man's closet for a year. Yeah. That is parasite. Yeah. Oh wait, I don't want to give anything away. That's Japan. Sorry. It literally Take was it back. In Japan. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know me, I Google spoilers. Yeah. Like you, weird. Yeah. You Google the end. Actually, it's funny because you, Morgan, as we all know, well, I guess I don't know if everyone knows this, but like she will literally Google oh, the end of a movie while she's watching it. Everyone knows That's like now. An anxiety thing. Yeah, and it like, is. Yeah. but it's, it's funny anxiety ADHD my, thing. Yeah, my um, what I would call step grandma, my stepmom's grandma. Mm-hmm. She told me once when I was younger that she would read like the last like five pages of a book before she would read it to that see part, if it was worth her time. I don't get it. I was like, that that's crazy. So interesting. Like, but I have, that's crazy. But I have, I have like <laughs> yeah. read a lot of books where I get to the end and I'm like. I wasted all this fucking time. True. Are you kidding me? But I can't, like, part of what keeps me reading is wanting to know what happens. Oh, I skip to the end a lot. What? And I still keep reading. Oh. Okay, so I think we do one more scary. One, like, real spook. And then we'll end with some, like, lighthearted feel-good paranormal. Okay. Like a playful ghost, like Casper. Do you have any stories of, like, a ghost where they, like, are helpful? Um somewhat or like a parent like people have had I feel like I've had situations like let me think my friend's house is haunted by a ghost that loves to torment me mm, not that that's okay. not really that's not helpful what we're looking ghost. for not really the no. vibe didn't pass the vibe check <laughs> you know what I mean where a ghost like saved somebody from something I really want to re- read this crime scene one my experience as a crime scene cleaner. But Lauren, wouldn't, she wouldn't be able to handle it. Well, I can just step out. No, it's long. That's fine. I have things to do in your house. <laughs> oh, you Use some laundry. Like. <laughs> okay, Take so. I, I feel f- like people are going to be mad at me if you don't say. The, <laughs> the 
post is labeled my experiences as a crime scene cleaner. Oh, okay. Basically, I'll, I'll find one paragraph that I can read that like you won't flip out about. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I'll link it. It is it is super super long, so we would probably be here all night. So the next job that there was activity was a suicide of a man that was middle-aged. The coroner had already removed the body, but it was a mess. The guy had shot himself with with what was a large caliber handgun and the spray was everywhere in the basement. There were skull fragments and blah blah blah. blah. First step in cleaning this was using our backpack vacuum cleaner to suck up all the biomatter. The coroner told us when we went in that he and his partner were extremely uneasy in the house and it felt strange and we immediately started getting claustrophobic, suffocating feelings when we went into the basement as well. To make matters worse, the family of the man had come over and were crying upstairs, but the vacuum noise helped cancel it out. While I was cleaning, the power to the lights went out and it was completely pitch black. This was strange because my vacuum was still powered. My crewmate started screaming at this point, so I turned off my vacuum and climbed off my ladder. I thought maybe he touched a wire to the lights, but when my vacuum unit was turned off, he was still screaming and I could hear things being knocked over. I started fumbling around for my flashlight on my tool belt and yelled for my friend asking what was going on, but all I got back was panic screaming. Then I saw in the pitch black something darker that was moving in my direction, and I will admit I freaked out. I slipped trying to back up, still looking in my belt for my flashlight, and found it when my back hit the basement wall. I turned on the light, aimed at the blackest shape I have ever seen, and when the light turned on, I saw the shape of a man wearing a flannel shirt, beard, and an expression like he was about to attack me. Then it was just gone. My crewmate was behind where the entity was, sitting on the floor, rocking with his hands on his head. When I approached, he picked up his flashlight off the ground and turned it on then ran up the stairs and outside and threw up. So they both saw the same thing. Mm-hmm. This man, like, it's super, super long. He talks about multiple crime scenes, like deaths that he's cleaned up and Jesus. paranormal activities on them. Wow. It's a heavy. That one's, like, really heavy. Yeah. Um, so you have to, like, really be pre- prepared to read that one. Damn. Ugh. So, moving on to happier ghosts. Okay. I finally messaged my landlord asking about the ghost. He'd never had tenants talk about hauntings. I go on, telling him about Francis, the name I made up for my ghost roommate. He stops me mid-sentence because Francis used to own the house and lived here decades ago. Wow. He gave it a name and it's actually the real name? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Months back on a Sunday, I was having a nightmare where I was yelling for someone to leave and they wouldn't wake up to see this cloud of mist at the foot of my bed and it just glides out of the room. Whole time I'm watching, I'm just like, oh cool, it's leaving. Then it dawned on me what I saw and I got spooked. But obs, there are a dozen ways to argue that it didn't happen. So although I know what I saw, I was like, eh, not worth it. Mm-hmm. My thermos... Eh. <laughs> Eh. Just a ghost. So, so we'll nonchalant. let it go this time. <laughs> can't picture what level of chill I can Yeah, get. literally. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just a cloud. <laughs> just a ghost. Don't let it go. My thermostat is in Seems my friendly. Li- <laughs> well, maybe Steve. Francis is nice. <laughs> My thermostat is in my living room. I know the consistent temp of my apartment, even through the night, because I do a decent amount of all-nighters. Big thing with ghosts is they have a cold presence. On Sundays, I'll always wake up sweating buckets with the furnace running constantly as though the thermostat is measuring the house as really cold. 
but this only happens on Sunday nights. A while back, my friend is over and I just addressed the ghost being like, hey, let's set some ground rules. What's your name? Francis. I'm gonna call you Francis. I don't mind you, but you can't be messing with me, ruining my sleep schedule. The random intense furnace stuff stops, but still someone could say it was all in my head, selective stuff or some logical debunking. I will casually talk to Francis when I get home from work. Hey, Francis, I'm home or whatever. Kind of funny. Sunday, before the start of my three-day overnight shifts, I go, yo, Francis, I'm going to be doing overnights the next three nights. So you got the place to yourself. No parties, though. Tuesday night, my same friend is over, and I'm running late for work by at least half an hour. Clearly, Francis is kind of salty because I'm not giving him the space I told him. My friend can't find their socks anywhere while I'm getting ready for work. Get this. I go to the bathroom to brush my teeth, and their socks are up on the shelf in my bathroom. Oh my God, Francis is fucking around. I'm like, what the fuck, Francis? Moved your socks. <laughs> what the fuck, Francis? There's no way in hell those socks were there before. I was in the bathroom earlier that night and they were not there and my friend never went to the bathroom the whole time they were over. That's the most unexplainable experience of it all. When I'm leaving my driveway, my car always shines its lights through the back door window all the way to the door of my downstairs neighbor's. I'm nosy, so I always peer through. <laughs> that night, this OP is just like comical. I don't even know what yeah. they are. Comical. <laughs> yeah, I love the honesty. Yeah. That night, I didn't, but my friend did and jumps in their seat, swearing they saw a pale old man staring at them through the window. I didn't see it, so it still could be brain playing tricks along with the trick of the lights, although I've never had a weird glare or reflection anytime I look through the window. So the next morning, I have the combo that's described in the post title. Also, I would always shrug off the constant times I'd wake up from a nap or go to one of my doors and see it was unlocked. I'm a forgetful person and didn't grow up locking doors. I'll often even be like, oh, yeah, I recall forgetting to lock it when I came home. But sometimes I don't recall forgetting to lock it. And now I'm thinking that's because Francis will be opening that shit when he's moving around the house. <laughs> that's all. Sounds like Francis doesn't pay rent. And is ungrateful as fuck. Yeah, true. Uh-huh. What the hell? Francis is about to move in with you, Ollie, after yeah, that comment. Francis, yeah, fuck. Yeah, he's coming for you. He's coming for your socks. Uh, God damn it. I can't find them as it is. Francis is already fucking with me. <laughs> he's the one who mismatches all of our socks. They're always mismatched. Damn it. Yeah, top right. comments on this are really cute. Like, everyone's sharing their ghost stories. Oh, you have a resident ghost like me. It can be scary at first, but they become... Like, part of the family after oh, a bit. Oh, okay. No way. That's a stretch. It's great you talk to him like he already is. Keep that up and just give him the basic respect all people deserve. Then you'll have a nice paranormal protector for your living space. Seriously, these guys tend to be territorial and won't just let any entity walk through your home. Try to find out more information on Francis, his hobbies, likes, and dislikes. Gramps, as I call my ghost, loves to collect different types of batteries. Found this out because they were always disappearing. So I put out a basket full of them and announced to him that they were for him. We switched them out every few months to keep them fresh. Gramps seems to appreciate this very much and began whistling for us on Sunday mornings when I make breakfast. You know, okay. Um, I don't. I'm struggling. I don't know how I feel about the friendly ghost. I'm struggling. Like part of me is like, wow, okay, amazing. Like you're accepting the situation. You're making the best of it. You're kind of like embracing it. I do love that. I do. Because I've heard that most of the time, this is what I was getting at earlier, their energy is like not malignant. They're not 
there to like or malicious. Hurt. Yeah. They're not there to like inflict any type of that's what I've read and heard. Who knows? Typically like, a lot I of think this that's is unfounded. the case. Yeah. yeah. They say that it's like a per like it's an energy or a spirit that's like stuck between like two different whatever Planes. you call have them. You, yeah. Have you guys seen the the afterlife of the party? No. Oh, it's like a really cute um ghost story. Well, it's like Casper. Like yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like I, Casper the friendly ghost. Yeah. And sorry. No, no, you you finish. Oh, I was just saying like I when I hear that story, part of me is like, okay, amazing. You're just embracing this, so you're trying to like because, I mean, they're really not causing you harm. None of these no. stories, like, these people didn't get injured, except for Scorpion had a weird – he had a moment where it was, like, it took over. It consumed him. Yeah. It made him somebody possessed. else. Possessed. It was a possessive moment. Yes. Yeah. But for the most part, like, they're not hurting anything. They're not hurting anybody. They're not, they're scaring you maybe. But, like, if you embrace it, like, the batteries, it's kind of like, okay, you're making peace with it. Yeah. But then I'm like, mm, Are like, you encouraging it? Yeah. And I don't know if I would just be fine with, like, whistling. I think, I, ooh, my know. dad whistles and like what they say is true. Like you marry your father because my boyfriend met, fucking whistles. I'm like, I don't know who's walking in the door. Is it my boyfriend whistling or my dad whistling? That's so like, cute. I so, see little to no parallels with Brett and my dad. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I, I love that her parallel was like <laughs> clearly married my dad because they both whistle. No, yeah, no, two guys who whistle? I haven't they seen say it. That, Twins. Though, but they say <laughs> – I know, they always I know, I say, know. like, guys marry their moms. No, yeah. Yes, girls yes, marry their dads. Yes. Like, as gross as it... But I don't think it's that gross. I see more inner overlap between me and Brett's mom. Like, I see it, mm-hmm. but I don't see it between my dad and Brett. I can all. see it. Just happy, happy-go-lucky, big big guys just yeah, bopping around. Yeah, like, very high maintenance, and my dad's, like, so not. I don't know. I just don't That's see... That's the L.A. in him, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, there's another story, though, that kind of relates to this. Um... That I found, and it's about a guy who works in an EMT service. And so he was talking about his experiences, how there's a lot of ghosts in the garage that the ambulances are housed. And he kind of chalked it up as like a lot of people die in our ambulances and their spirits are probably super confused. Mm -hmm. And so they are stuck like in that ambulance, like garage bay, like area. And so like they were describing experiences where like papers would fly off the desk when there was no wind or anything. Mm. And it was just like, I think a lot of spirits and you guys energy should, does get stuck. You guys should watch the afterlife of the party because it was like, basically she doesn't like right after she dies, she doesn't become a ghost oh. until like years later. So everyone's already been like accepting that she's been gone for years. And then they're like, hey, you need to do this in between until you go to like your next phase of life. Is this a recent Netflix movie? Mm -hmm. You were watching it. Yeah. Okay. I remember you were watching it. I came home one day. No? Must be Sarah. No, it was you. But maybe it's a different movie. I watched in the airplane. Yeah, so it must have been a different movie. There's a lot of like like ghost ones or like there's another ghost one where she dies and then gets put in another body. You know the one where she's, like, arguing with her friend and she's, like, you're supposed to be dead. And she's, like, I know. And, like, they're arguing with each other. Yeah. That? <laughs> Maybe I was watching. Yeah. yeah. Lauren's was... got a bad memory over there. Actually, no. I have the worst memory. So maybe it was, Sarah. <laughs> Maybe I've – maybe I've – no, yeah, I think Maybe I only watched it was Sarah. Sarah. I didn't yeah, know Sarah. Yeah. Fuck. Watching yeah. the same show. <laughs> okay, two more short and sweet ones. Okay. My cat came to say goodbye. I'd posted this in a different forum, oh, maybe a year ago, but since I just discovered this subreddit today, I'm going to share it. For my first birthday many moons ago, my parents surprised me with a kitten. The kitten went through everything with me. Countless dance recitals, many nights of terrible instrument practicing, 
high school graduation, etc. She even slept on my bed most nights. She passed away two days after I turned 18. I didn't lose a pet that day. I lost a sibling, a best friend, and it was crushing. About three days after she passed, I was laying down trying to sleep when I suddenly hear her meow. My kitty had a very distinct nasally meow, so I knew it was her. Of course, I jolt up. Why am I hearing a dead cat meowing? So as I'm looking around my room, I hear it again next to my window. I heard it one more time and then silence, just deafening silence. I don't even remember hearing crickets outside. I brought it up to my mom a few months later and she told me, I bet you she stopped by one last time to say goodbye. Aww. This happened to my mom. <sighs> so I had a childhood cat named Sweetheart. She passed away. Um, I was at college and my mom, like a couple nights after she died, kept hearing meowing in her closet and she shined like, or she shone her phone flashlight towards the closet and saw two eyes glowing from it. No Turned the lights on, went in the closet, nothing. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. Insane. I like those stories. Mm-hmm. They come back. I think I sent you the video, or maybe you too on TikTok. The, the cat, yeah, is yeah. Like the dog had like just passed away hours before, mm. and the cat is like, "What is the cat doing again?" It's just like it's pawing towards nothing, but I forget exactly how it is. Yeah. But it used it, to like smush the dog or something. Yeah, it's the just, same it, way. Yeah. He used it, to do that to the dog, mm-hmm. and then they cut the video, and they show it doing it to the air. And yeah. It's like, and the cat's, like, looking around like it's looking at something. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was so cute. I know. Okay, last one. My sister came in my dream before she passed. My sister was an addict for over 20 years. She had gone out of jail for the millionth time. I loved her dearly and never was rude to her because she was an addict, as other family members would treat her shitty. Anyways, she got out of jail October 1st, 2020. Well, during the time she was out, she stole $20 from me. I was angry because I used to be in terrible financial situation to where every dollar counted on mine and my fiance's checks. Well, he has become a successful YouTuber, so we overcame those issues. She passed away October 13th, 2020. Before I got the phone call, I laid down for a nap before my son's appointment. During my nap, she appeared in my dream in a white room. I clearly remember saying, what the heck is this? And I turn around and she's there handing me the $20 she stole, and a cross necklace. I didn't have time to ask questions before she disappeared. Ten minutes after I woke up from the dream, I received the call. She passed from overdose. (gasps) No way. Yeah. Also, October 13th is literally in two two days. days. I have a story very similar to that. Um, But I didn't realize that's like paranormally. I So I picked this one just for the fact that like, when I was younger and my great grandma passed, mm-hmm. I I had a dream about her and it was at her funeral. And I remember like in the dream, I was at her funeral walking up to the casket mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she sits up from the casket, looks at me and goes, it's going to be okay, Morgan. Oh my like, God. So like I picked this one because I think it is like a paranormal experience almost yeah. when people that we love have passed and they visit us in our dreams. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I'm not even going to go down my rabbit hole because I fucking love dreams. I think mm-hmm. you both know this. I think there's so much so, to be said about that. Yes. Like I'll make my story very quick, but it's it's completely on topic with this. Like, oh, it's so hard for me to tell the story. I'll try not to cry. But like my mom lost her cousin when in the 90s, like right before I was born. I think I've told you the story. Yeah, you told me. So she had this cousin she was very close to, like almost like a brother that she never had. And my mom was visiting Peru after she had moved to the U.S. He still lived in Peru. His name was Richard. 
He lived in like the jungle, so he had to take a small plane to get to Lima. Oh, wow. Where my mom was. He was like a – maybe like a marine biologist, something like that. He had to be like in the jungle. And my mom was like, I'm in Peru. I'm here for a few more weeks. You have to come visit me. Like I'm here from the U.S. I only come once a year or whatever. And so he was like, okay, I'll try. I'll try. And so he gets on a small plane to come back to Lima. So this is the 90s. It's like 93, 94. And my mom's watching the news and all of a sudden they're like, a small plane has gone down. No survivors. Like back <sighs> then they would play the victim names, almost like movie credits. I hate small planes. Yeah, on the news. I, that was like the only way to get yeah. from that area. Um, and so my mom's like eating her popcorn and she's watching. And all of a sudden they play, they put his name on the screen and it was like a full name. So he knew, she knew it was his name. Yeah. And she is like, just said like, it felt like someone like took her voice box. Like she couldn't talk. She was like, oh, my God, like, her guilt-ridden because she, like, begged him to come back, mm. got on a plane, the plane died, no survivor – or plane went down, no survivors. So that's, like, not the crazy part. So my mom was, like, very, very close to him. I didn't know, but at the time she was pregnant with me. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was – so it must have been, like, I think it was – 93. 93. And um, she was pregnant with me, and then he had a brother named Coco, and Coco was, like, deployed – in the military, Peruvian forces. And apparently, I don't know why, maybe this is a 90s thing, maybe it's a Peru thing, I don't know. They didn't um, notify him of his brother's death because something about... They didn't really... It was hard to find next of kin, especially it, if he was it deployed. It wasn't that though, but no. I, it could have been. But what I was told is that it would make him too mentally, like emotionally unstable in the field. Mm. So they didn't want to like rock him when he's like armed Deployed. With, yeah. yeah. Like, like assault rifles. So they were like, I don't know. That's the story I was told. They didn't tell him because apparently he was like in such a vulnerable place that they were like, we don't know what he's going to do. So we don't tell him. So he comes home three months later and he's like telling my mom or somebody about – he's like, um, he's like, how is, um, how is Richard, my brother? And they're like, he died three months ago. And what's crazy is he was like he apparently like three months ago, four months ago, he had a dream or Coco had a dream that Richard, like at the time he thinks Richard's alive. So he doesn't think anything of this dream. But his brother Richard comes to him in his dream holding a little girl and he's like, it's our niece. And he – Wow. I was going to And he didn't know he was dead yet. So then he comes back and he's like, oh my God. Like that was his like angel, his spirit, and it's me. Like I'm the little girl. That's such a crazy That's story. That's insane. Because I, I was the only girl who was born that year. It's like, it's so sad and, and then beautiful. I know. You know? I know. It's so, the story it, like my just mom like, like breaks down when she tells that story. Because yeah. like, he I was, was your little like guardian angel. He literally probably mm -hmm. guided your soul. Like, yeah. it's so, ugh. Oh, I know. It's like, that's like a good story of like a, a paranormal yeah. like visitation or like a spirit visit. But yeah, that you can't deny because it's like, well, he was already passed at that point. But, but he, he didn't had no know. idea. He yeah. had no idea. So he's just thinking, oh, it's another dream of my brother mm. and he's holding a baby and he's telling me this is our niece. Did your mom even know what she was having at that point? Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, actually, I don't know. Because like that would be crazy yeah. if like your mom didn't even know. And yeah. then it was like, oh, this is our niece. Like – I don't know. That's a good question. Like timeline-wise. Yeah. It's just like, oh. I could do the math on it, but I don't remember the timing exactly. I just know that I was born like a few months later. Yeah. So I wasn't born yet when he like says this is our niece or something like that. Yeah. But it's just crazy like. That's 
Right? Insane. It's so sad, but like you said, it's like sad, but like beautiful. Yeah. But. You look like you had a visitation thing down there too. Oh, well, no, I was just thinking, so I haven't thought about this in a long time, but when I was really little, like my grandma died when I was pretty young. And at this time, I, I dream a lot now, but like at this point in my life, like I didn't really remember my dreams that often. And I woke up and I was, I was telling my mom, like I, I, or I, I dreamt of grandma and my mom like just paused and like froze because she was like, grandma was in my dream last night too. <gasps> Oh, yeah. I love that stuff. And so that was something that was like so beautiful to my mom because she felt like that was grandma visiting us. For because sure. it's like, it was 100%. Yeah, for sure. That, those are the moments I love, right? Yeah. Like, I welcome all the spirit. I know. Like, I think that's Especially amazing. the dream visits. Yeah. My dad has had some amazing like stories about like my grandma Doris. Mm-hmm. Her favorite song was, um, it was like, I think it's called Claire de Lune and it was played at the end of one of the Oceans movies. And so one of my cousins was like sleeping one night and all of a sudden woke up and the TV, like they fell asleep with the TV on, but they woke up and it was her song playing at the end of that movie. And then another cousin happened to be like, I think fell asleep with the TV on or had the TV on while they were doing stuff. And all of a sudden they had like this urge to like look at the TV and it was my grandma Doris on a C's Candy special. Oh my god! Like they had done a, a recorded TV show on C's Candy, and she was on the fucking TV at the C's Candy store shopping. That's so cool. That's so crazy. Insane. Like I yeah. think it was kind of like a similar thing where they woke up and then saw her on the TV, or yeah. like had the urge to turn it on, and that was what they turned on. Mm-hmm. And then my dad has had like so many dreams of her. Like yeah, just. It's just amazing. I love that. For anyone who like loves that kind of stuff, there's a book and I should know the author. It's called Signs. And oh, it's that's all, cool. Yeah, it's all about stuff like that where like you see signs of people or like you see things that are – it's too uncanny to work like the seat like yeah. of all the channels and of all the times. It's, it's more than a coincidence. It's more than – it was a, like a divine, unexplainable. Or that was, one too, like you and your mom dreaming yeah. at the same night of the same person. Like, well, and your sister and your mom having the same yeah. like That's like a bad sign, but yes. But no, but yes. like there's just some things that you cannot explain. No, like divine interventions or like truly evil spirits like mm. – What's well, like the rainbow that I keep seeing? Yeah, that's I was thinking about yeah, this this whole time. I know. Or not, or like when you started talking yeah. about things, I thought you were gonna bring up your rainbow. Oh, this is the light note we can end it on. <laughs> but my grandma, for some reason, I always think of rainbows. She mm-hmm. passed away in like 2003. And I was telling my cousin Meredith, I'm like, I always think of Grandma Joan like with rainbows. And she was like, Me too. She's like, apparently when I made her cards when I was little, when she was in the hospice, I would always put rainbows in them. And she loved The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And so every time I see the Sony Pictures rainbow here yeah, in LA, I think I know. of her. And like recently I've realized, so like when my grandpa passed, so her husband passed years after her, he, after his funeral, literally the same day, I have a video with like the timestamp, the date. There are two huge, like Hawaii size ra- double rainbows in oh Minnesota right after we like buried my grandpa. And like when we went to my uncle's funeral a few months ago, who was one of her sons. We all like the family gathered for the first time in years at like this restaurant and we pull up, had it rained nothing. There's a huge rainbow going through the restaurant. And then like on my Insane. birthday, our photos, I'll send you like it's me oh, and Sarah. You, rainbow. There's rainbows yeah. going through them. And then in New England. Which they didn't like Malibu is so dry. There was no reason to have There's rainbows. There's no like, that's the thing about Malibu. Malibu is dry. It's like very yeah. desert. It's no like rain. a fire prone area. Like there's no 
yeah, okay, maybe marine layer, but like we weren't, we were inland. We were so inland. So to have rainbows, right? Like, and insane. the crazy part is, is like I moved locations. I don't know if you noticed, like for the photos, and the rainbow was following me, and it's always through me. That's crazy. And it's insane. And I just took pictures in Boston. I'll send it to you. Oh and there's God. a rainbow only through me. Amazing. And I'm like, it's so crazy, but I'm like, that's my grandma. Like, I yeah. always think of rainbows when I see her. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I hate like thinking about death. Like, it gives me so much anxiety, but like, just the fact that like meaningful things like that can happen. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay, you guys, that's paranormal. <laughs> You hung in there, Lauren. It's okay. You did good. She's like contemplating her like livelihood. Yeah, she's contemplating her existence. No, no. I think the way that this all – It's shaped up okay. Yeah. 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 The ending I'm really happy about. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) There you go. Brought it home. We are – Really took it home. All wearing the merch today, you guys. Oh, my God. Everyone showed off. You got to like – I want you to stand up on the chair just so they they can like see the shorts. They're so cute. Wait. Let me make sure my underwear doesn't – Show. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Look at those shorts. These hey. Are, they're so cute. And I'm not even just plugging them. They're actually so cute. I know. I love like, them. They fit like really well. Merch is coming. Uh, Lauren's in a medium for reference on the sweatshirt. I don't know what I'm in. I'm in a large on the sweatshirt. I do recommend sizing up, um, but link is going to be dropping super super soon very excited and we hope you guys enjoyed this paranormal episode i think we were really looking forward to it and yeah maybe not lauren but no but I, love, I love getting the gang back together yeah so i was just gonna say i think lauren's happy that the trio's back. yeah so if that means some sacrifices i'm in there you go. trio will have some more episodes i i hear the people i i hear them you see them it's just hard to edit the trio ones, but you know, I'm 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 getting an assistant in November. Wow. So uh, it'll woo. be it'll be more manageable. But we were good on this one though. We didn't like cut each other off. No, it was much. good. We we did we did good the last yeah. two. And I don't think we caused much controversy on this one. So it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Right, also, I would love to rewatch my reaction to where she goes, dude, and I like jump. <laughs> Everyone's reactions on well, this are gonna be hilarious. Also, when I was in the bathroom, I was on the other side of the place and you guys go, Lauren. And I literally go, ah, I don't think you heard me because no, I was so far no, away. I no. screamed because I was like thinking, I was like, what if this bathroom has ghosts and like oh all this God. stuff? And then you yelled my name and I was like, they're Fuck. here. <laughs> they're coming to get me. Yeah. No, my place is not haunted. Oh my God. But yet after this, you never know. I know. We, we could have posted up. We could have summoned some shit. I don't even want to joke about it because I do believe in that. It's like you give evil energy that like recognition and it just, yeah. d- just latches I know, on. I know, I know. Just to, uh, just uh, we got to Steve Sage. Welcome, yeah. Welcome, Sage. Francis, into your house. No, no. no. What? He I'm, seems like a homie. No, I don't need any ghosts. What if Francis pays rent? I have a hard time being roommates with my dad. Like, I'm. I don't need another. Yeah, one. but okay, like, wait. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say he's like not even gonna take another bedroom, and he pays rent. You're not gonna. Accept You're not gonna him? accept the rent. He doesn't pay rent. But well, if he no, did. what if what if Francis pays rent? No. Okay, I have another question. Okay. I thought of this while we were doing the readings. Okay. Would you guys? Um, buy a foreclosed home where somebody had either been murdered or committed no. suicide. If it's worth a million dollars and they're selling it for like a hundred thousand, yeah, because then I'd flip it and get the fuck out. True. Okay, I wouldn't yeah. live in there. But yeah. would you buy it and live in it? No, no, no. for a hundred grand. No. no, it's a two million dollar house for a hundred grand. Mm-mm. No. Oh well, does it have a place I can put my pony in the backyard? With yeah, a, with huge a pool? yard. Yeah, it's got a pool. 
Good thing I don't have a pony because yeah. no. Well, it's still out. It's got like a cat sanctuary. You're really, <laughs> yeah, you're really, you're really playing to my weaknesses. I don't know. I, is it super haunted? Um, there's not even any proof of hauntings. So oh, oh, you know well, then I'd give it a shot. Okay, you'd give it a yeah, shot. Yeah, I'd give it a shot. I mean, my, my great-grandma died in my home okay. at the farm. And like, didn't need to know that before visiting the farm. But yeah, yeah, no, my great grandma died. But there. there's no spookiness about it. Sometimes you hear creaks on the stairs. Okay. That's normal for any. That. It's a really like old, old house. house. It's yeah. like a hundred years old. Well, that's the thing too. Is a lot of times like you have to realize that like pipes in yeah. houses will oh, make weird noises. God, so. those pipes. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's All go right. to dinner. All right. Let's go to fucking dinner. So uh, until next time, guys. Until next time. Bye. Bye. That might buy didn't sound normal. Okay, but it's got a side ache. Ah, okay. All right. Ah, we can keep it. Fuck it. All right, all right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>